Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly from Qualio and I'm your host here at From Lab to Launch. Thanks for joining the show today. We've published over 50 interviews with innovators in life sciences across the world. It's been so inspiring to hear the stories of perseverance and innovation to improve human health and save lives. If you've enjoyed the conversations, consider subscribing and giving us a review on Apple or Spotify. And if you want to be on From Lab to Launch, please see the application linked in the show notes. Today, we're excited to talk with Dr. Dunn, who is the author of the book, Holistic Kinesiology and Perfect Health in Paradise. She's also the CEO of My Happy Genes and creator and innovator of holistic kinesiology and holistic methylation. For over 30 years, she's practiced natural medicine, researched and taught her groundbreaking techniques to hundreds of individuals who, like her, are on a quest to find an alternative solution to allopathic medicine. Dr. Dunn began her career in the natural health industry after a long bout of ill health, which drove her to seek out alternative healing methods. The results she experienced piqued her interest in kinesiology, and she decided to study and learn this amazing technique herself. She eventually developed her own techniques, combining anatomy, physiology, emotional work, body work, and nutrition to create holistic kinesiology. Her philosophy is to treat the person as a whole being, not just a collection of parts and symptoms. And with that, let's bring her in. Hi, doctor. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. We know you're an expert in natural health, care, genetics, biochemistry, mental health, and nutrition, and you have an extensive background. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, that's kind of a wide range of things. And I want to compliment you on being able to pronounce methylation. (laughs) (laughs) That chemistry degree comes in handy sometimes. (laughs) A lot of people stumble over that one. And I did too, when I first learned it. But So yeah, I I did start my career as a lot of uh, practitioners do, healthcare practitioners do with my own health struggles and couldn't find, I was raised in the medical model, the allopathic model, and really couldn't find good answers there. They just sort of seemed to want to cover up symptoms. And so that kind of led me to trying to understand where my symptoms are coming from, really looking at root causes. And so that kind of led me down the path of kinesiology, which I love, which is muscle testing, essentially. And that led me into really falling in love with nutrition, biochemistry, and then ultimately leading me down the road toward genetics. And uh, that I'm passionate about. And as you mentioned, you know, you kind of geek out on biochemistry and, and genetics and the nutrition piece, which I'm massively in love with because it just really it really gets to the true root cause of diseases in a, in a way that's, I don't think, uh, well-known yet, but is going to become well-known in the future. Definitely. You're the originator of holistic kinesiology and holistic methylation. Tell us a little bit about each of those. Yeah, so I learned some different techniques from different people with the kinesiology, and they all seem to have, you know, pieces of the puzzle that I liked and seemed to fit together. And so I kind of put them all together in my own system, which a lot of practitioners kind of do that. They do their own, their own system. 
Uh, I tried to simplify kinesiology and, and muscle testing and put it into a real simple system. And that I taught for many years, since 1991 through 2015 or so. I was teaching that. And largely to lay people, which, you know, caught some flack in the medical industry. But I loved teaching just lay people how to test, you know, supplements or test foods or just kind of guide them in their daily life on best things to eat or take, or et cetera. And then I noticed that, you know, in my practice, I had a very good, successful practice in Albuquerque, New Mexico for 32 years as a chiropractor, kinesiologist, nutritionist. We did emotional work. I had sort of the whole spectrum of therapies. Very, very good results. But there was a subset of people that I couldn't get anywhere with. And that, you know, those as a practitioner, those are the people we think about when we go home. We go, God, what? What are we missing? There must be a missing piece. And some other things kind of led me to believe there was a missing piece, one of which was my father, who died of cancer when he was 55, lung cancer. But he did everything to get lung cancer, you know, smoking and drinking and not exercising, you know, nothing healthy. But the mystery was that his best friend ended up marrying my mom, doing the same things, the exact same lifestyles, lived another 30 years. And so I went, you know, the only thing you can say about that is that's genes right there. That's good yeah, genes. That's biology, right? <laughs> the variability. And in the past, you know, what we would say was, we don't know how, we don't know how that works. We just know that has to be genetic. You know, we kind of parked it over there as, as something we didn't know how to really kind of get into and study. And then I started hearing this word methylation that we were talking about. And I, I was like, what is, what am I, what am I, hearing here what is this word and started really take a deep dive into understanding methylation which is like one of the biochemical pathways in the body largely affected by genetic variants that can affect how well we repair our dna how well we detox how well we make neurotransmitters or brain chemicals how well we break down histamine it can lead to allergies so it was i was like wow this seems big and you know, MTHFR was the first gene that we knew something about, the methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. Enzyme is coded by a gene, and if you have a variant there, if you've inherited a variant, it can cause that enzyme to not function well. In the, the, the ultimate purpose of that enzyme is to turn folic acid into the active form of folic acid, and if you can't do that, then you can't methylate correctly, and it leads to a myriad of symptoms and phenotypes or disease uh, risks down the line. So I started to go, whoa, that's, that's a pretty big concept. And then, you know, it expanded from there. And one of the genes that I got tested on, early on I did the 23andMe, put that through some templates and got my own report. And one of the genes that kind of caught my eye was the vitamin D receptor gene, the VDR gene. Do you know about that one, Kelly? Yeah, a little bit. Just yeah. share a little more detail there for our audience. Yeah. So the vitamin D receptor, our DNA encodes, tells our body how to make certain enzymes, and one of which is a receptor called vitamin D receptor. So you can imagine if you don't make that receptor correctly, you don't absorb vitamin D well. And so, you know, if you know anything about natural healing, you know how important vitamin D is for so many things, including the immune system, bone health, turns out brain health, uh, autoimmune disease, et cetera, et cetera. It's a huge list of things that are associated with 
if you've inherited a genetic variant there. So I, I jumped in and I went, all right, I'm going to do the research. Went to PubMed and started researching about the vitamin D receptor. And one of the first studies I ran across was a study that showed that when you have a genetic variant there, you're highly susceptible to lung cancer when you smoke. And I went, ah, ah. that explains what happened to my dad. And so I have the same gene. But the other interesting thing was I had suffered from depression my entire life since I was a little girl, always had kind of pretty heavy duty bouts of depression. Nothing I did in my natural healing world or uh, even allopathic world had any effect on my depression. I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. Now I tried everything, believe me. And then when I started to look at how does that vitamin D receptor work, what are its cofactors? So cofactors mean if you give the body higher than normal levels of a particular nutrient, it can upregulate the function of that enzyme. So for the vitamin D receptor, the cofactors were vitamin K2 and A. And so I started taking the cofactors and vitamin D and boom, my depression was gone. I mean, 55 years of depression gone. And I, oh my God, I think this is happy. I've never felt it before. I've heard about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was stunning. That's an inc incredible story. Holy moly. It changed my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, if that's true of this gene, how do we work with other genes that are that affect brain chemistry, that affect energy production pathways, histamine pathways, nitric oxide, all the biochemical pathways in the body? Are there other genes that respond the same way? Can we make up for genetic variants through precision targeted nutrients? And the answer was yes. And, very, and there's lots of good research behind that. And so I started to put the whole thing together in a system I called holistic methylation. So we were looking at not just methylation, we were looking at citric acid cycle, we were looking at you know histamine paths, all the pathways that kind of interrelated. And I put together this system of how you know the pathways fit together and how to look at genes that, that would affect those systems. And so that I taught around the country, uh, I have over 500 doctors who actually practice holistic methylation now. And then at a certain point, I said, gosh, I think we could create a software program that would do that. And so that's where I created my happy genes. I started to say, oh, yeah, we could help millions of people, you know, if we could create a software program where we do their DNA test, we analyze their genetics, look at what symptoms they're experiencing, and then give them a printout that says, here's your best diet, lifestyle, supplementation that's going to balance out your genes. And so that's what I set out to do. And that's what I've done with my happy genes. So, yeah. That's awesome and incredible. I've had an opportunity to work on a few pharmaceutical products that were rooted in things like vitamins and, and mineral balance and, and those kinds of things. And then making those, um, you know, injectable because you can't eat enough of a water-soluble vitamin, right, to get to certain therapeutic levels, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So from that perspective, it's interesting to tie it all back to the genetics and, and wow, that's, wow, <laughs> Just to, to make a roadmap that is so individual is really, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, that a lot of people forget, you know, there's no one size fits all, whether it's diet lifestyle supplementation so you can't really take a multiple vitamin and then and satisfy what's going on in fact you could be throwing certain pathways out of balance with things that are in a multiple 
So what we do is design, basically design the multiple for that person around their genetics and kind of like what their their genes are doing, whether they're expressing or not. And so in that way, you know, we just individually kind of like, it's, it's almost like cheating. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like it's that next step towards more holistic wellness, though. I mean, we've had some other folks on the show where we've talked about some personalized therapeutics, and there are lots of, you know, like gene therapies and gene-based therapies, especially in the cancer realms, right? But how do we stop people from even getting to that place where they're dealing with the cancer? You've got to go all the way back as you're doing. Right. And the thing about genes is, you know, your genes aren't going to change, but the expression of them can change. And that's, you know, so we call it epigenetics. So you can actually change your phenotype or how your body expresses, whether it's high energy or low energy, tends to gain weight, tends to lose weight, tend to be happy or depressed or anxious or all of those things are, are modifiable through the right combination of nutrients when you get it when you get it just right. So it's pretty exciting. You know, and so therefore you can reduce your risk of cancer by understanding what is the genetic sort of process underneath that leads you to be susceptible to cancer. So um, yeah, it's super, super exciting. I'm really very excited about the brain chemistry part of it. And that's why we called it My Happy Genes. Because not only my personal story, you know, of pulling myself out of 50 some years of depression, but I see this on a regular basis with my patients, they come back and they go, Oh, my God, I'm same thing. I think this is happy or this is calm. I've never felt calm in my life <laughs> or my ability to focus is there if they've had ADD or one of the most exciting things is addictions. You know, we're seeing if you flood the brain with enough dopamine, let's say, uh, they lose their craving for addictions. And I've seen it happen with methamphetamines, with heroin, with alcohol, with, you know, all the possible addiction kind of things when we get our brain chemistry balanced, you just lose your desire for it. So part of my mission is to kind of change people's, uh, it's a paradigm shift, basically. Change people's perception of, you know, we look at depressed people and we go, can't they just be happy? Can't they just decide to be happy? They're like, no, I couldn't. And But once I change my physiology, yeah, I could. I can, it's a lot easier when <laughs> your brain makes serotonin and dopamine. And, same with weight gain. You know, we look at people and we go, why don't they just put down the donut and go for a walk? And it's like, no, their bodies are designed to hold on to weight and to have lower energy. And that's their ancestors kind of survived during times of like low calories. Therefore, they inherited the genes that make them susceptible to gaining weight very easily when there is an abundance of calories around and makes them crave sugars. So if we design a supplement program around that, they lose their craving for sugar. They suddenly have enough energy to go out for a walk. So we have it backwards. It's not about willpower. It's about understanding why they're doing that. You know, why do they feel the need for sugar? Why can't they exercise? You know, what is that? And so it's a much deeper level of understanding the physiology. I call it genetic compassion. That's awesome. And it gives people too, I think it's empowering because I think as someone who struggles with my weight, right, why can't I not eat the donut? Like, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. And so, you know, you mentioned earlier that you've been teaching practitioners around the world about this. You've taught about 500 so far. Sounds like reception is, is good and, and people are open to it. How is that going for you? 
Yeah, it, it really is because, you know, these are practitioners that I'm talking about and a lot of them have the same experience. They're like, yeah, I don't understand. There's a subset of people that I can't really get anywhere with or I'm constantly working on the same issue with this patient over and over again. What is that? And you look at, you know, even people that live in the same environment, you know, one person is struggling with heavy metal toxicity and the other person, no issue. And so you're like, what is that? That's, that's genes. So yes, they were looking for that answer. They were looking for that missing piece of the health puzzle. And as they start to work with it, they see that paradigm shift, you know, um, to give you an example, you're familiar with functional medicine. Yeah. So in functional medicine, which I'm a practitioner of, and that's the way I practiced for many years, we looked at conditions like, oh, this is, um, this is leaky gut, or this is a viral infection, underlying viral infection, or an autoimmune disease, and we treated accordingly. So we attacked kind of that principle. But in the genetic kind of realm in this paradigm shift, we go, but why is that virus there? Why isn't the body attacking it? Why isn't the body getting rid of it? Because another person could be, you know, could be exposed to the same virus and not get sick. What is that? So um, it's, again, a deeper level of understanding what, where does that leaky gut coming from? There's often a genetic variant underneath there that makes them susceptible to that. So it's like deeper, deeper, deeper. We're getting into causative kind of conditions all the way from in allopathic medicine. We're looking at, let's cover up the symptoms. You know, they got a headache, give them an aspirin. Right. You go to a functional medicine practitioner, they go, hmm, maybe it's something you're eating. You go to a genetic practitioner or a holistic methylation practitioner and they go, well, yeah, maybe it's something you're eating, but why are you reacting to that? Ah, there's a gene there. And if we give you vitamin C, then you won't react to that food and the headaches will stop. So it's like, oh, going deeper and deeper. So it's, it's pretty fun to find that true cause. Yeah. That, that is incredible, definitely. So you started this project then to help the world become happier and healthier, making the most of their genetic potential uh, yeah. called My Happy Genes. Um, yeah. You want to talk about that project specifically a little bit more in detail for us? Yeah. And so it just all started, you know, with over a cup of coffee on the porch. (laughs) (laughs) As all good projects do. (laughs) Right. And uh, I was talking with a friend of mine. I'm like, what if we could create a software program that would do this? So we not only do we look at like one gene, one supplement or one gene, one particular issue, we look at the interplay of genes. And so when I thought about it, it was like the only thing that can do this really efficiently is a software program where we can look at, okay, what is the interaction of this gene with that gene with that gene with that way, you know, calculate all the genes. And so uh, we contacted a friend who found us a really great software development team out of Albuquerque, New Mexico called Ingenuity Software Labs. And we proposed this to them. We said, hey, can you create an algorithm that could triangulate the gene interactions the biochemistry, the biochemistry pathways like methylation, and then the symptoms that the patient is experiencing. So just because you have a gene doesn't necessarily mean it's going to express. So we want to see, oh yeah, it's expressing. This person is depressed. They have the VDR gene and they have this other gene too. You know, it would calculate all those things. And they said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So it's been about four or five years in the development, and it's a really agile program, which is awesome, because when I read about a new gene that I want to add in there, I can do it. I can go on the backside. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, plug in a new gene. 
So what we did was we created sliders that looks at, okay, your risk of, let's say, um, alcohol addiction. We calculate all the genes that are associated with alcohol addiction and look at, do you have a variant there? Have you inherited a, a homozygous, heterozygous, normal gene? So just to back up for a second. So you get one gene from mom, one gene from dad. If you have a variation in the normal sequence of that gene that's coded for an enzyme, let's say, that enzyme is gonna be inhibited a little bit. So if you have both parents gave you basically a change in the code, that enzyme can be reduced by about 70%. So in the case of that vitamin D receptor, let's say, for me, I had a homozygous variant. In other words, my ability to absorb vitamin D was reduced by about 70%. So anyway, we look at the sliders. So we calculate all the genes in a particular category, and it gives you a relative risk. So is it super high? You're highly addicted or have a risk for high addiction to alcohol or low or opioids or depression or anxiety or uh, fun ones like novelty-seeking behavior or, <laughs> you know, so we look at all the different uh, mood characteristics and then we look at your health characteristics. Are you susceptible to cardiovascular disease, autoimmune diseases, COVID infection? And so we look at a relative risk uh, there. And th this is not to dismiss our environment. You know, that has a very real effect on the expression of our genes. So it's not like all about genes but this is a risk, it's an underlying risk for you. And then we give your diet and lifestyle report that says, oh yeah, alcohol, you know, safe to beneficial, <laughs> I guess alcohol could be beneficial, but uh, nightshade foods, you know, salt, tyramine foods, all the different kinds of foods. We look at what's your, what are your best foods? What's your best diet? So is it high carbohydrate, low carbohydrate, high fat, low fat, high protein, low protein. So you can really get an idea of, okay, this is my best diet. These are the foods to avoid for me to optimize my genes. And then the supplement report will look at, okay, you have this number of symptoms. These are your genes. These are the recommended supplements for you. So it's, those are five reports that we give with my happy genes. That's, that's exciting. And, and also I think could really, you know, people serially diet or they try over and over again, you know, to, to stop drinking or whatever it is. And so there's right. so much power in, in the knowledge that you unlock, um, for the body just to know those things, to help you make those better choices. Yeah. For me too. You know, I had read a book called the protein power years ago, and I sort of followed the low carb, high protein diet for most of my life, moderately successful with it. But once I looked at my diet report, it was like, no, you need complex carbs higher in complex carbs, lower in fat and lower in protein. I was like, oh man, I've been, you know, and people follow the keto diet and they think they should do high fat or, so it's very helpful to know for your genes, what is, you know, most optimal. And definitely. Definitely. Well, we touched on your books that you've published as well. So holistic kinesiology and perfect health in paradise. Then yeah. they out there, how's it going? They're on Amazon, both of them. And um, holistic kinesiology is more of a manual, you know, to learn how to do muscle testing. It's more for, it was more designed for my course, but lay people like to pick it up. Anybody that is interested in kinesiology could pick it up. And Perfect Health in Paradise, this came from one too many vacations where I was sick. <laughs> like yeah. I, got, I got E. coli one time in Mexico. It just completely ruined my trip. And 
or you get a virus or you get bit by something or, you know, <laughs> so it's all the remedies you should take with you when you travel uh, to avoid things from happening, keeping yourself healthy on trips overseas or locally or whatever. These are the things you should take with you so in case something comes up to not ruin your vacation. <laughs> That's really good to know. You said those are available on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Third book is coming out soon. It's called Genetic Compassion. And it's really kind of what we were talking about, about the compassion piece of this, understanding why you are the way you are. And that, you know, again, we kind of beat ourselves up about things that we do, but often they're genetic. You know, uh, again, you know, you were saying you like, why do I want, why do I crave these things? Why do I crave sugar? It's because your body isn't turning sugar into energy. And so where is the problem down that biochemical pathway? If we get the right nutrient there, it'll open up that pathway and you'll go, don't even want sugar. It's your body telling you something, not, oh man, why can't you just stop? It's just not that way at all. I look at it as a symptom, not a cause anymore. And uh, so that's the compassion piece. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and I, I suppose it'd be a topic for another day, how gut bacteria and gut health play into all of those sorts of things too is another piece of that puzzle it really is the cliff notes uh there are certain genetic variants that will alter your gut flora uh, that are going to lead to you know increased small intestinal bowel overgrowth right the bacterial overgrowth um so when you get those balanced the body goes about clearing that all up and repairing your gut flora so it's definitely in there it's in the program the holistic methylation program kind of addresses that but at the core level, not like, okay, we got to put uh, good bacteria in there or kill off the bad bacteria. So interesting, again, different paradigm. Well, so broadly speaking, then where do you see genetic testing in natural medicine in five years, 10 years? What's the future of that look like? Gosh, if I have my way, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make my... you queen for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I just would love to see everybody do that. Oh my gosh, all the things that we could prevent. You know, I had a talk with a gentleman yesterday who lost his son to suicide and how depressed he was. He was 19 years old and went out and killed oh. himself. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people who are struggling, especially with mental health issues, all kinds of issues. But I just really feel like genetics give us an incredible insight into why that's happening and a way to turn it around with natural medicine. So in my view of the world, all the Medical health practitioners will start to look at natural methods and understanding the science. It is science. It's not just uh, some natural health care guru out there saying you should eat healthy. <laughs> it's science. Right. As you rightly pointed out earlier, what eating healthy looks like from one person to the next is different. And that's what's so hard about that. Exactly. And there's just so many people and so many different opinions about it. And so, you know, what's good <laughs> for you is going to be very different than what's right for somebody else. But I would love to see the medical establishment start looking at this first before they do prescription medications. That's not to say there isn't a place for that, but I would like to see the world kind of shift in its uh, focus toward understanding the genetics and the natural remedies that can help that expression. Well, and in that place where those, you know, thinking about depression, for example, and, and where some of those medications might actually be appropriate, how much faster you could help someone and less side effects if you knew how those things played with certain genes and tied that all together, then you could say, look, this person benefits from vitamin D, K, and A. This other person really does need 
Zoloft, right? Like you could, you could make some different decisions there. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I think that would save a lot of trouble, a lot of side effects, you know, and just a lot of heartbreak and suffering that, that happens in the world. So especially Definitely. now it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, mental health is, is a huge problem. Uh, right now, it worsened indeed. by COVID, you know. Definitely, definitely. If you could go back and tell yourself something at the start of your career, what would that be? Wow, that's a good <laughs> I love that question. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> ah, that's a big question. I think it would be not to give up, you know, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. When you're a natural healthcare practitioner, you think, okay, this is the best I can do. But it's the people that I couldn't get results with that I learned the most from in the long run. So, you know, I wish I had paid better attention to the things that weren't working, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, followed that trail because that's what's really led me down this. I, everything happens in the right time, I, I guess. And you learn along the way. But yeah, maybe that. Yeah. And to take better care of myself along the way because <laughs> it's <laughs> exhausting to... Yeah. Be a health practitioner and a lot of healthcare practitioners don't take good care of themselves. You know, they just kind of drive it into yeah. the ground. Well, where can people go to learn more, follow along and connect with you? Really good question. They can go to myhappygenes.com. They can go to holisticmethylation.com. And I don't know, do you have show notes where you can spell that for people? <laughs> we do. Yep. We'll put the links in our show notes. Okay. Um, on holistic methylation, you can actually take the courses. I have two, uh, two levels online. So if you're interested in learning more, really understanding the biochemistry, really understanding how the genetics uh, alter the biochemistry, they're all online there. Um, but there's also some links to some intro videos where you can you know, kind of get a sense of what's going on. I'm on YouTube also, Dr. J. Dunn and My Happy Genes on YouTube as well. So there's some videos you can watch there. Great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been awesome and exciting and I can't wait to follow along and see where this goes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate your inviting me on to talk to people. Thanks for all your hard work. <laughs> this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.